Hey everyone, this is Lil, and you're listening to Lil on Life. Thanks for tuning in. This is the concept segment. So I've been trailering this as part of the story segment, and today is where we're going to talk about Team Mango. And this is really cool because in getting to do the type of work I do, it's really fun to be able to build tools like what we're going to go through today and leverage them in the workplace. So it's awesome when workplaces also adopt good practices that support psychological health and safety. And it's super cool to feel enabled to do things like that and to share them with all of you. So today we're going to work through a concept. And the idea behind this is just to lean into a little bit of play and imagination and also reflection. So I'm going to facilitate a little bit of a reflection opportunity and there's going to be a few more longer pauses because I'm going to try to hold some space for you to have a moment to think about things and we'll kind of see how this goes. So thanks for being on this new adventure with me. I'm going to give you two options of teams. Team Mango and Team Apple. And I've been basically telling you which team to pick. So your choice. I know that some of you are rebellious out there and will pick the other one. So I want you to imagine that you can pick to be on Team Apple or Team Mango. Do you know which team you've picked? You don't you don't have to tell anybody. You just you can just hang on to it. If you picked Team Mango, you made the right choice. And if you picked Team Apple, that's fine too. I'm I'm just sorry because you 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 made the wrong choice and I'll tell you why. So, Team Apple, this is how your day starts. You wake up realizing that you're already late for something. There's a whole bunch of things that need your attention. Is a stressful way to start the day. It's you just got up, and a bit of context is also that I am definitely not a morning person. So if if there's morning people out there that are like, but the mornings are delightful, I I don't understand it, but but that may be true for you. Still, even if you are a morning person, this one isn't going well. It just starts terribly, and so you're rushing. You're trying to figure out how to get to where you need to get to and do all the things and along the way you're you're just hitting every obstacle whether it's a red light whether it's being uh, delayed or a bus that doesn't show up whether you're sitting in traffic whatever it is it's just continuing to pile on and if you consume coffee as I do which I started as a vehicle to oat milk, but now that oat milk is in my life, coffee is in my life, and my body physiologically needs it. So for me, that might look something like you get to where you need to get to, you get your coffee, it's your first coffee of the day, so your body's also feeling some of that caffeine withdrawal, and maybe you're not feeling your best, but then you go to drink it and you spill it all over yourself. It's not great. And as your day goes on, it it just keeps getting worse. It seems like everything's just going against you. I think we can all imagine what a day like that might look like. And so at the end of that day, you are walking home, you're on your street, and comfort is hopefully 
just a short distance away and you see somebody that you're really excited to run into and you wave at them and they just keep on walking by. Looks like they saw you. So what are you thinking? What's going on? If you were to just pause there and check in with yourself, what might you believe about that interaction? You might be thinking something like, what a jerk. You might be thinking something like, what's their problem? Are they mad at me? Did I upset them in some way? You might be more likely to attribute whatever is happening to something self-critical, whatever that sounds like for you. And there might be a whole host of other ways that you might have thought about that interaction. And if you're trying to do the savoring, it could be about noticing what's happening in your body and how your breathing is paced and slowing it down and, you know, all of those sorts of things, just listening to it noticing what's happening. I can sense that in just imagining and walking you through Team Apple's day, my chest feels tight. I can tell that my shoulders are a bit tense because sometimes it can be hard to name the feeling of something, but there's the sensation of something as well. And these are really cool emerging practices that I think are, are telling us how important it is to pay attention to how things feel in our bodies in addition to our thinking about it and our physical sensations. So all of that is is really cool because it can also just remind us to take a break and to pause and to nurture in those moments. So if that's Team Apple's day, Team Mango, you've had the complete opposite day. You actually wake up feeling refreshed. You feel like you're well rested Let's say that the sun is shining and conditions or whatever suits you is just perfect and you can go out and just have a moment of appreciating that day or whatever it is that really kind of gets you excited about whatever it is you're about to do. And on this day, you feel excited. You wake up and you're feeling really good about whatever it is you're about to do and having that moment to just appreciate it and lean into the joy of that and there's nothing kind of calling for your attention you feel an inner calm a peace i mean even in just describing it right now i can feel how much more deeply i'm breathing and how much more calm i feel in my body and relaxed i feel in my body so i think that's kind of cool and the day just keeps getting better the thing that you were excited about happens your interactions with people are friendly it feels like things are just going your way and let's say on that day it ends the same way that team apples day ended where you're almost home and home is a place that's comfortable and safe and you're excited to get there and you feel good about it and you see somebody that you're really excited to see and you wave at them and they walk on by and it looks like they saw you but you're not sure what are you thinking about that interaction what you might have been thinking or what you might have been feeling is maybe a bit more compassionate a bit more relaxed about it maybe you were more likely to wonder if maybe they had a, a bad day or a team apple day you might worry for them. You might lean in more with compassion or understanding. You might be more curious about maybe if they're okay. You might be more likely to give them the benefit of the doubt. To say something like, oh, maybe they didn't see me. I think it's really important to notice that the only difference 
between the, the responses you had, whether you were imagining you were team apple or team mango, noticing that shift in you and recognizing that the facts of the situation didn't change at all. So in both cases, you were almost at home or to a sense of comfort and safety. And you saw somebody that you really like that you hadn't seen in a while, you wave at them, they walk on by. You think they might have seen you, but you're not sure. Noticing how big of a shift that feels like when you compare those two experiences and how they feel to react to, we can see how much power our automatic thinking patterns have. And when we are aware of those, we can really notice them, be able to reflect and pause to recognize that we may be filling in some of the interpretations. The only difference between Team Mango and Team Apple's day was all the things that happened before that interaction. There were so many different possibilities that change based on what story you are telling yourself in your own mind and what you're noticing and what you're getting drawn to. And with negativity bias, we know that we're more likely to get stuck in the narratives where things don't go well or don't serve us. We have something called automatic thinking patterns that are happening all the time. And it's really about just taking a bit of time to reflect on what stories you might be telling yourself and what headspace you might be in when certain things happen. So noticing what those automatic thinking patterns are just lets us take that moment to reflect on what we might be telling ourselves and what narratives and stories might be happening in that moment. And also some of our states, like whether we're feeling hungry, angry, lonely, tired, sleepy, scared, or stressed, otherwise known as halts. And as somebody who isn't always the best at paying attention to what my body is telling me, particularly in the space of hydration, I'm trying to really listen to my body more. And one of my goals that I have for this year is to drink more water. So if you remember from the goals episode, that's one of my health goals. And I am doing pretty well this year. I'm feeling good about that. So noticing when we are in these states helps us notice that maybe we are also not coming at things feeling the best. And that is a really important thing to pay attention to because when we don't feel our best in our bodies, we also don't feel our best in our minds because obviously these things are connected. So in the practice segment coming up next, I'll get into a few more things you can do to sit in and reflect in those practices if that's something that you think could be fun to do because when we kind of have a sense of maybe how we're showing up to things, that can help us have the self-awareness to notice, stop, and change those patterns in a way that can be really empowering because as Dr. Lori Santos says, knowledge is not half the battle. It's also about the doing. And in the practice segment, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the doing related to this. And as always, this is a very, very high level walkthrough of some really complicated concepts and I really encourage people to look into exploring some of these if they're interested. You can look into things like cognitive thinking patterns, 
You can also look into halts, which comes from the addictions literature. There's also a number of other really great resources out right now. Dr. Nicola Para, the holistic psychologist, is one. I'm also currently reading The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. So those are just a couple, but if if there are questions about any of this and if you'd like to get in touch, reach out and always happy to point people in the direction of other really cool resources and really excited to continue the conversation in the practice segment to look at how we might be able to apply this. Thanks again, everybody. Talk soon. This is Lil and you're listening to Lil on Life. If you're enjoying this podcast, please like, follow and leave a five-star review. If you'd like to reach out, you can get me on my Gmail at lilonlifepod at gmail.com. That's lil with one L, onlifepod at gmail.com. Or on my socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, at lilonlifepod. Lil on Life Podcast is produced by Brando & Co. Brandon is a photographer, director, and podcast producer. You can see some of his creations on Instagram at Brandon Allen. Get in touch to see how you can collaborate. Opinions expressed in this podcast are my own and may not reflect those of my employers. If you or someone you know is in danger, please dial 911. If you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, call or text 988. Support is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number again is 988. Lil on Life is a big B and little L collaboration.